0: welcome to radio worldview i'm august huckabee the radio worldview podcast exists to teach students to live and think with a biblical worldview so that they can serve christ and lead the culture tune in every week for perspectives on the arts current events and how to apply a biblical worldview to every aspect of reality thanks so much for joining us hope you enjoy the show all right welcome to the podcast nathan Thank you, August, for having me. Good to have you, man. Uh, it's been a while since we've had you, so we've got to work on getting you on here a little more frequently. Yeah? yeah, that'd be fun. Thanks for thanks for being willing to be on today. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about the He Gets Us campaign. So this campaign, if you're not familiar with it, um, you're probably hiding under a rock or you're homeschooled somewhere. But uh, it's a campaign that was aired and made, I guess, nationally famous during the Super Bowl. So right. there were a couple commercials that happened during the Super Bowl that um, were kind of centered around Jesus and who Jesus was, and they were pretty powerful, kind of emotionally provocative um, commercials. Yeah. And uh, lo and behold, these are actually tied to a much larger kind of organization that's put out quite a few more. They only had two commercials during the Super Bowl itself. Is that yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, it's pretty interesting. Um, do you want to give a little bit of an overview of like what some of those commercials are? Sure. You, you kind of said you'd watched quite a few of them in the last day or so.
1: Yeah, yeah, I watched probably fifteen or twenty of them. Um, the commercials are all very short; they're fifteen seconds to a minute at maximum. Yeah. Um, a lot of the shorter ones don't have any words at all. Maybe a song. They're they're almost all in black and white with photographs. And
0: those those that are not don't have any words tend to be
1: pretty. Uh, visually provocative. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The, the, what's happening in the screen is very powerful. And so at the end of every one of them, it explains basically how Jesus can empathize with a part of our life. And so um, some of the shorter ones, one of them is called Alone. And like basically Jesus knows what it's like to be alone. You know, that was it. That was the takeaway. Wow. Um, nothing else there. But just pictures of people just like struggling alone in their lives and just or Jesus struggled to make ends meet was one of them that, mm. that the people like struggling financially and then there's no, there's nothing going on except for maybe a song in the background there's no words right um, the longer ones have more a message they often have kind of a, a gotcha to them they're like a minute long and one of them is about refugee and it's like this refugee family that they escaped there's this dictator and they're having to flee and they're hungry and they're and they're fleeing the violence, and then the last line is like in Bethlehem, mm-hmm. and you're right. like, "Wow, Whoa, Jesus, what? yeah,
0: yeah." And it's all these modern pictures, right? And it makes you just think. It makes you think it's going towards Ukraine or Turkey or you know right. some Syria. some country, yeah. yeah, Syria, where there's some sort of uprising happening, and then it's a it's a
1: flip at the. It's very end. It's about Jesus, yeah, 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 and so they just what there's not a lot of content to them. Like the content of any of them could be one sentence. And it could be a bible verse basically you know mm. but they're just very they're very powerful emotionally just draw you in yeah
0: right so what do you mean by content right because you've said that yeah. a couple times we yeah. have led up to this right but i would i mean i think you may say there's not a lot of content but sure. there's a definite like richness yes. to them, or there's yeah. a definite
1: like poke i don't know right. what you call it yeah there's strong emotional content like it's very it draws it plays on your feelings and your heart and it it tries to connect you emotionally with Jesus, um, but it doesn't give a lot of facts. And there's not a lot of theological information. There's right. not a lot of nuance at all. There's no nuance. There's just Jesus was a refugee. That's the message. Mm-hmm. So the message in words is very short, but it draws your your, your feelings and your heart into it very strongly. So, yeah, there's a lot of content, I guess, emotional content, and then very little, like, factual or theological content. yeah.
0: Yeah. So, what do you think? Um, what do you think the purpose of these is? Yeah. Right. So, like, there's not kind of like you said, there's not a lot of, not a lot of, I, I don't know, there's not a lot of like um,
1: nuanced content, I right. guess,
0: to them. Right. So, what was the point of it?
1: Yeah. So I read. I went to their website and I read okay. what they said. So, yeah. And they said that basically the people of all backgrounds who feel like Jesus isn't. Um, seed for who he really really is in culture right like we as christians now and throughout all history have done bad things in Jesus' name right that's just mm-hmm. a fact so they're saying basically we, we want to do a marketing campaign to to revitalize the image of jesus which i think is a very important point because it's very easy for someone to say hey christians did this bad thing therefore i don't have to worry about christianity except that's not true that's not true of any um, religion or any idea, yeah. it doesn't matter if someone that holds the idea did a bad thing. Is right. the idea good or bad? Christianity doesn't have an idea. Christianity has Jesus. Right. <laughs> he is the all the ideas. He is the center of everything that we believe. And so if you can say, yes, Christians are bad things, sure. But look at Jesus. Who is he? Not only does he is he good, but he also he gets you, that's the name of the campaign, right? Like he understands where you're coming from yeah. in a way that other Christians may not or non-Christians may not. No one may get where you're coming from, but he really does. Right. Interestingly, in my like personal conversation with people and like mentoring that I've done over the past couple of years, every context I or other people have found themselves in, I've found a way to say, wait, <laughs> what you're talking about right now is exactly how Jesus was feeling and experiencing at this point in his life on earth right like he yeah he experienced all the contexts right of life in this earth and so he uniquely is in a place to to meet us in our suffering
0: yeah 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 which is fascinating i mean fascinating i guess is one way to say it but like the way you said it a minute ago it made it sound like oh this is a rebranding that's happening it is and yeah i mean i i guess i agree with that i i think that it's um so the theologian comes out of me whenever you say the word rebranding, yes. right? Jesus yes. doesn't need to be rebranded. No. Um he just needs to be shown for who he is, right. I think. And right. and I do think it's noteworthy to say like there is there's a rebranding in the sense that the way Christians typically get branded in our culture is by being bigoted, closed-minded, these are the things you can't do or right. you're going to go to hell kind right. of thing. Yeah. Um and this one is it is really awesome cuz it's just a it's a flip of that, right? right? It's basically uh, look, Jesus has gone through what you've gone through. Here's right. empathy, right? right? Here's here's a way you don't have to be alone. Mm-hmm. Here's a way that you can here's here's a God who sent his son and as being God in a man, right, went through right. what you went through and experienced yeah. this as well. So you right. don't have to be alone when you go through a teen pregnancy or through financial problems or through being lonely right Right.
1: yeah um
0: so and those things aren't it's again it's not a rebranding right it's a it's just a hey did you know that this was in existence right right? did you know that this was true i was reading philippians this morning and um i was reading paul was talking about how he was hoping to send timothy to the philippian church Mm -hmm. and he just kind of said so that i will be less anxious yeah right and it's just like wait so paul Right. Had anxiety issues, too. Like, what What does he even mean by that? And yeah. He, I was trying to, like, kind of get some context, and it didn't. I think it just seemed like he really cared about the Philippians, and so their yeah. their um, worry for him was making him anxious, and so he was wanting to, to rectify that. Right. But it's just so interesting because you think – I always think of anxiety as being a modern problem. Yes. It's like, oh, well, this exists because – we have too much technology, or too many sure. phones, or whatever. I mean, it's like no, like anxiety has been something going on for two thousand years, right. and we can, like, it's not a new problem. No. Um, yeah, and so this is this campaign. I think right. is similar, right? right? It's it's a little different from my experience, but yeah, it is similar in the way of of um, Christ saying
1: like he's gone through these things. Yeah, I think I think it speaks obviously to non Christians. It's, it's made for non Christians. But I think the ways and the frames we've applied to Jesus have been been really afraid of saying things that are false about Jesus. Mm. And because of that, we don't say anything at all about him most of the time. Like we quote Bible verses yeah. and we stop. Right. Like, like even to say, okay, let's read this passage about Jesus and try to imagine what he was feeling as these things were happening. That feels threatening sometimes. And we're like, yeah. oh no, I can't imagine what Jesus was feeling in this passage. Even though that's what you do whenever you read a book, right? You fix your nonfiction, you're
0: putting yourself into the into that place. That's yeah. what you're
1: supposed to do when you read a book. Yeah. But we're afraid because if you do that with the Bible, you might interpret it wrong, and then, you know, the it's the fear of the um, slippery slope, right? Yeah, it's going to lead you into all kinds of right. error and leaving the faith or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So
0: why are these like we we've talked for eight minutes about why these things were good things? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. so why is this controversial? Yeah. Why has it struck a chord? Why are people, yeah, you know, there's both. You know, as soon as something like this happens, both sides come out and they say yeah. they like it, they're against it. Both sides right. are against it, right? What? So what's going on?
1: Yeah, I think that's a complicated question. Um, I think we feel threatened, especially by portrayals of Jesus that aren't word for word Bible verses. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think. I think even like the chosen, like it's a it's a very positive TV reception show. generally. A TV show about Jesus, right? Yeah. It's a very positive reception overall. Yeah. But everyone's kind of on edge when they're watching it. Like, is this biblical enough? Are yeah. we okay? You have
0: that watchdog in your head like yes. the entire time.
1: Yeah. And like, it would be terrible if someone decided to portray Jesus walking around today, right? And, yeah. In 2023, right. like how controversial <laughs> would that be? I mean, yeah. there's. I mean, whoever did yeah. that, their building would be burned down, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> because right. how dare they, even though we do that for Shakespeare plays all the time. Right. We do that for even maybe past historical events, but mm-hmm. but never. We're, we're very touchy around the topic, and I think part of that is is right, and we need to say, okay, we need to be careful about, about making mistakes when it comes to Jesus, but I think it also just crushes our imagination and creativity and crushes our ability to empathize with Jesus, and I think that's a real concern.
0: Yeah yeah it's hard to it's hard to sometimes find things in common with people who walked everywhere and were yeah. fishermen and carpenters yeah. and worked with their hands and you yeah. know that kind of thing like it just feels very distant if you paint it that way right but I think the whole point of this campaign was like the human element is the thing that is um timeless yes. right the human element is the thing that is timeless right so yeah um it's interesting so why do you feel like there's such a strong tendency to reject right? yeah
1: I don't know and I think I don't know if you feel that too August but I feel like I think there's a fear there like underlying like even so you go to a movie whatever kind of movie a Disney movie maybe and and what is so maybe at the base level if you don't have any worldly training you don't know anything you're just going to kind of take it in Mm-hmm. And then if you have will be training, suddenly you're like, hmm, I need to figure out if the messages are good. And you kind of get more critical. Right. Um, and that inner critic, I think, is what we're speaking about, which yeah. is, I don't know, good and bad, right? Sure. Sure. Yeah. It can be good and bad. And I think that,
0: I mean, I, there's been a lot of books written about this, but I do think that, like, as we grow older, especially, um, and maybe grow into some maturity and we... we Like for me, when I think of my most formative years in Christianity, it was when I was younger, like a teenager. And I was trying to learn as much as I could. And eventually you kind of come up with this idea of like who God is, who Jesus is. And so then when someone from outside of your circle portrays who Christ is, you're trying to figure out, does that line up with the way that I think? Right. Right. And a big critique of evangelical Christianity is that Jesus looks like the lives that we live, right? right? And right. and he doesn't look like someone who lived different. And so yeah. he has to fit our paradigm or else it's heresy, right? right? right. Um, and so I think that there is such a strong tendency or a knee-jerk reaction of the watchdog or whatever within right. yourself, the critic within yourself. Yeah. Because... Um, you're trying to protect yourself
1: yes. as well. Right. Yes.
0: There's a there's a self protective element. Right.
1: There's a there's some our pictures of who Jesus was somehow is connected to our identity and who we think we are. And for someone to add an element of who Jesus is that doesn't fit our picture that we already have not only affects our picture of Jesus but affects our picture of ourselves. Yeah. And I think it's very threatening.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. So one one of these things that I loved a lot. It was mm-hmm. one of the Super Bowl commercials, and it was called Love Your Enemies. Mm-hmm. And it was no words in the whole thing. It was a song going on. But it was basically just these emotional pictures of people in conflict, yeah. right? And you didn't know where they were from, mm-hmm. but it looked like it was a lot of stuff maybe having to do with BLM or COVID lockdowns or like some of these really controversial things within our culture right. over the last two years. And um, it kind of goes on for a while, and then it kind of fades out, and... The line at the end was, Jesus loved those you hate. Yes. Right? Jesus loved the people you hate. Right. And that's just all it says. Yes. And and then it goes, he gets us. Right? Yes. And it's just like such an interesting yeah. thing because I felt like it sets – christ up as not being someone who just agreed with everything because we like to think well jesus hates the people i hate yes (laughs) yes we want to say that don't we (laughs) yeah like jesus uh didn't like the people i don't like because the reasons i don't like them are obviously righteous right um or at least that's how we can justify it sure and then uh so this immediately sets him up as being no like jesus like loved (laughs) his enemies and but at the same time the other hook he gets us Yes, is this empathetic thing so right. it's just fascinating because yeah. your brain just kind of goes wacky for a sec trying yes. to like make sense like wait a second Jesus doesn't agree with me but he still empathizes Yes, <laughs> you know?
1: and it's just like uh yeah right like that is exactly what the bible is trying to say at yeah. times right Jesus mm-hmm. does not agree with you but he does get you and he does care about you yeah yeah
0: yeah it's good um it made me think of so whenever I teach not na- um Night at the movies mm-hmm. in my worldview lectures, we we do a, the uh, a clip from Marvel, and it's the Age of Ultron where the superhero Vision is kind of introduced in the scene and yeah. he's kind of this Christ-like character right. throughout that movie, but they're trying to figure out whose side he's on. Yes, and he's like, uh, they say, "Are you on our side?" He's like, "It's not that simple." Yes, and he goes, "I'm on the side of life." And yeah. Ultron is against life, so I have, I have to be against him, basically. Wow. But it's just this awesome, and I just I yeah. think of that as this connection moment right. of like it's not us versus them; it's not Christ is on our side and we're all against them. Right. But it's like no, He's on the side of life, and He He's on the side of loving. Yeah, and there is truth and goodness and righteousness, but it, ultimately, if we only want to be right, um, then we're just not we're not doing anything yeah right? we're a banging gong and a clanging cymbal and yeah we're just making noise it's yeah. a really
1: hard message to hear that jesus isn't on your side but the question is really like reverse right are you on Jesus' side right are you are you with him for whatever he's with because jesus when he was on earth was with all the people that you and i would try to avoid yeah you yeah, went with prostitutes and tax collectors the people who were selling out their country to the foreign Roman government yeah. and the people who were like the lowest of the low, the very dregs of the earth. Like he was always on the wrong side of the tracks. Right, He was always hanging out with the people that were like thought of poorly. Like even to think and to consider like who would you just hang out with today? Don't think and try to answer that question unless you want to be faced with like some crises of your understanding about Jesus because yeah. it's... It's terrifying to think right. about
0: that. Right. Like he even even in his sayings of even in the in the Bible sayings of take care of the widows and orphans. Yeah. That's not the only people who he took care of. Right. Right? Like he he took he was with and around prostitutes yeah. and not, like if you if you try to um equate the social standing of the people of that day with the people of this day yeah. and you say who was he spending time with? I mean, there was no one that he was saying well, I can't spend time with them because right. they're they're going to drag me down, right? right? Um, and he didn't, you know, he obviously had the twelve disciples, so he had an accountability group. He had people around him that sure. were that were there to be on mission
1: together. But right. there weren't people that he there was no one he was excluding. No, um, yeah, and it's important. Yeah, I mean, and we and everyone throughout time has always wanted to exclude certain people. Yeah, maybe for their ideas, maybe for their actions, maybe for whatever reason. Jesus refused refuse to exclude anyone. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Which is threatening. It's very threatening.
0: Yeah. All right. So um, let's kind of get to a place where we can kind of wrap this up. Sure. And what I, what I was thinking we could do was just talk for a second of this is an amazing opportunity, I think, for Christians. Because yeah. whether or not you agree with everything the campaign said, this forced it to the front of American culture. Yes. Right? On the biggest stage possible. Yes. So... Um, how can Christians like take advantage of this opportunity? Yeah. What can we
1: do? It's a great question. Um, I think obviously the base level, you could ask people what they thought if they'd seen the ad, which most everyone has. Just what do they think? Yeah. Like just, open-ended. Hey, did you see that Jesus commercial? Yeah. Right? No pressure, just, and then take whatever they say. And this is, I think, the most powerful thing that Jesus did and that we can do um, culturally is become better at listening, especially better at Whenever someone says something, they say things that you agree with and you don't agree with. It's always some mixture. Yeah. But it's rarely 100% either. So if if they say something, if you can find something to agree with and agree first, yeah. and then disagree second, that sure. order makes a big difference in how powerful and effective your conversation is. Right. Yeah, so that's mm. that's something I've been practicing for several years now, is like when someone says something, try to say, how can I empathize and agree with them about part of what they said and that could give you a platform to talk about what you disagree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So,
1: um,
0: yeah, I guess in my mind, all you have to say is like, hey, did you see that Jesus commercial? Yeah. yeah. What did you think? Yep. Yeah. Right. And then just listen, right? Like yeah. you're saying, somebody's going to say, oh, I really liked it. And you can say, why? Or they could yeah. be like, yeah, I didn't really, I don't really like people shoving their religion in my face. Yeah. And then all you have to do is say, Why? Yeah, yeah, why yeah, is sure. that? Yeah, yeah. Um, or uh, yeah, and you just kind of let let people talk, right? right it's right. just a good something like this. I think is just a good opportunity to connect with those around right. you on a deeper level. Right. Um, and you just have, can do it by asking a couple
1: questions. Yes, yeah. but I think I think even if people say I don't like religion shoving it being shoved in my face, I can agree with that. Sure. I would not like that. I mean, yeah. Would you like that? I mean, no, no, no one mm-hmm. does. So I think that's. That's something I can agree with. And I feel like taking that st- step beyond, instead of just asking neutral questions, of like joining them and saying, yeah, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. He gets us, right? I'm with you in not liking religion shoved in my face. I'm with you in liking provocative images of Jesus being on national television, right? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But I'm with, you can be with them by having that small step of agreement. You you join them. Now you're a team. Right nuancing out what you you know together yeah and I think that's that's really crucial the conversation
0: yeah yeah so where would the conversation go after that yeah like in my mind it's like all right you agree with so like uh, yeah. let's role play I would say I don't like having religion shoved in my face yeah right? and I'm like
1: yeah man that's I don't like that either that's really frustrating when people just kind of just don't let you be and force you to talk about things yeah mm-hmm. who likes that yeah yeah
0: and, and then, then
1: they're gonna say
0: i'll probably keep going
1: right yeah because you're going to keep ranting right yeah
0: in conversation that's a good point right even if you take the time to agree it then puts the onus kind of back on me to then continue that
1: conversation and they're probably going to just maybe give an experience of when that happened they didn't like it or maybe give a or talk about i don't know it depends on well you know that talk about their childhood and how they were forced to go to church and they hated Mm -hmm. that like it's usually going to invite them to share an experience where they didn't like that religion was being pushed in their face. Yeah. Right. And that's that's going to be a, a bridge. Like, if they're sharing an experience with you, that's a great gift. Because right. they're, they, they're trusting you enough to share that experience with you. Yeah. And whatever they say, you be like, man, that sounds like a hard experience. That sounds like something, I'm sorry that it happened to you, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you can empathize there, too. And they just bridge upon bridge upon bridge. And it connects you with them a lot more deeply, even if you don't get, I mean, you don't get to preach them the gospel today. Probably not if they're really angry about people pushing religion on them, right? Right. But that bridge will reap benefits over time. Yeah. Like a lot of benefits. Totally.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And I'm just trying to think, like, if if I was in that situation and somebody kind of talked to me about why they didn't like the church or what their experience was. Yeah you know, you can always give your side of the story as well, right? You can sure. always give your testimony sure. while still empathizing. Yeah. Like, for me, saying something like, yeah, you know, I'm really thankful the way I was raised in the church. Like, I felt like I had some good experiences and it was really a place of like hope and purpose mm. for me. But yeah. I can totally understand if you don't have yeah. that experience like that can be a really frustrating yeah. thing. You know, just yeah. something like sure, that, sure. where you're like, hey, we have had different experiences, but right. I can at least try to understand where you're coming from
1: and i feel like i would be tempted that moment to tap into like the negative experiences of church that i've had you know like right like everyone's had them i mean right i would just want to like go with them as far as they're willing to go like i'm still a member of church they mm-hmm. know that it's pretty obvious that i haven't had only negative experiences of church i don't need to say that out loud necessarily but but that I'm—I feel similarly. I've had negative experiences, and I'm still going. Mm-hmm. That's a provocative f- combination of facts. Yeah. That the other person, if they have curiosity, might at some point ask about. It. It's like, okay, if you're hurt by the church, right? Why are you still going? Right. Totally. You know, that would be a, an interesting question to answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Good point. Good point. I just like—I like going down that road as far as I can. I can't. Go down it forever, right? Sure. You can't agree with someone all the way down because yeah. you haven't experienced what they've experienced, and you haven't heard the ways they have been heard. But you can go down pretty far and just see the lay of the land, and not—I don't know—let things be what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: sure, yeah. And that's like you said, somebody being willing to even open up about that is a gift. It's a gift, right? Yes, because most of the time, the professional context there's a there's a guard, there, there is, right? And so being able to kind of use this as an opportunity to at least get to a deeper level. Right. Let you get to know the people around you better. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. And I think that's a great opportunity. Right. All right. Well, that's about all the time we got for today. Great. Thanks for being on, Nathan. Thank you for having me. Yeah. We'll talk soon. Yep. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks again for joining us. For more information about our Worldview Academy summer camps, go to worldview.org. And for more information about our gap year program for college freshman students, go to worldviewbridgeyear.com. Thanks again. Hope we'll see you soon.